everyone and welcome to the Tater Talk. I'm so excited. Um, I am your host, Miss Rogue Flame. Um, for those of you who are new to Tater Talk, uh, we are a group of streamers who are dedicated to providing a space where uh, new or aspiring streamers can come and share their stories and struggles from uh, each other and we can learn and grow together. So it's a really important uh, message that we're trying to get across. Um, and with us today, we have the wonderful and lovely Madam Barry, who's going to talk with us about being a girl boss. Oh yeah. How are you, Barry? Hello. I'm good. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. I'm sorry if I sound a little nasally, guys. I am getting over a bit of a cold and a sore throat. But yeah, welcome in, Barry, to the podcast. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your stream. Tell us more. Fill us in. Um, so I am predominantly an art streamer, although occasionally I do a little bit of variety gaming just because sometimes I need a bit of a break from being super creative. <laughs> all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I got my start streaming with uh, game development actually. I did that for probably about three years before pivoting my, my content towards painting. Um, so you'll find a lot of watercolor painting, sometimes digital art, uh, and sometimes just like weird random experiments with art supplies that I haven't tried before. Oh wow, that's awesome. So um, I suppose that's quite that's quite a different like various of experience, especially um, for a streamer you've obviously come from game development which is quite interesting mm -hmm. um what were what kind of part of game development were you in um i did i made my own independent games so um i also did a little bit of freelance with some companies some some independent game companies uh doing pixel art animation for them but mostly i worked on my own personal projects that's freaking awesome. I actually don't know if I've met any female game developers, especially when it comes to like their independent side of things. Um, I've mostly yeah. been in like contact with male developers for the most part. Mm -hmm. Do you find that female developers are quite rare? Or have you? do you find that they're just not maybe brought up to the surface as much? Um, I feel like it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, because mm -hmm. I... I might be a little bit biased because I follow so many women in games, Yeah. Um, so I see a lot of them all the time, um, but there is definitely a significantly lower percentage than male game developers. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like also uh, women in games tend to fall more into artistic roles like concept artists, you know, modeler, environment artists, stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, rather than like the tech side. So that okay. might be part of it too, or like mm -hmm. a lot of the independent groups, because you need to wear so many hats as an independent developer, mm -hmm. um, you find a couple less uh, women doing that kind of thing. Okay, and that's maybe something, well, maybe we'll get into that a little bit deeper in a second, but because um, that's really interesting to me, the fact that you think, well, that you're saying that there's probably less of the female side of things, which probably is a huge thing in society right now especially in the gaming industry where females are they're either underrepresented in some respect or they kind of fall into certain categories and i think that that kind of opens up this huge conversation of where can females dominate or females grow or get more kind of recognition mm -hmm. um so you said also as well that you do art streams and is that something well how did the transition from game development into art streams come from like what what happened there 
Um, so when I decided to stop making games, it was because I honestly burnt out so severely that making games started to give me pretty bad anxiety. Like, I felt dread thinking about sitting down and coding a game, which is not something that you want to think. Like, that's not something that you want to have when when you're, like, making a business out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was actually Ashney that kind of gave me the, uh, the push to let go of games mm-hmm. and pursue something that was making me happy. Um, mm-hmm. That's 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 freaking awesome because you. I mean, I suppose no matter who you are, you want to be happy and comfortable with whatever avenue you're taking. And if something is giving you so much anxiety, you kind of have to stop and think to yourself: Is this right for me? Am I putting yeah. Am I putting myself first here? Is this right? Um, so that's freaking awesome that you've taken that moment to step back and reevaluate with the help of Ashney as well. Because whoever whoever doesn't know Ashney, she is huge in this industry, um, especially with Twitch. Um, she has made a career out of being a stream coach, and she is really really good. Um, so I suppose does that answer the question of what what got you into streaming? Was that the reason why you got into doing art streams, or were you doing gaming before streaming um, art? I was- I was doing games, game streaming. Every Saturday I would sit down and, and either like start something new and try to finish it within a couple weeks, or I would work on one ongoing project for about like three <clears throat> years before I pivoted to art. Um, it's funny because I actually got interested in streaming because I thought it would make me more productive. Like I figured oh, wow. sitting sitting down and like having my screen being recorded would stop me from like procrastinating <laughs> on Twitter. Which it did until, you know, like, chat interaction overstepped that. Oh, chat chat interaction is one of those things that I think a lot of new streamers don't really appreciate as a thing they have to really focus on. Um, Mm -hmm. If you go into the bottom of most directories, you will find that some of the people who maybe don't have any viewers, maybe one or two viewers, if you start interacting with that streamer, half of them don't respond to you because they don't realise that chat interaction is such a huge part of this job. Um, so yeah, being productive versus <laughs> probably what's going on now. I can imagine yeah. that productive or productivity probably is down a little bit, but you're having more yeah, fun. It, it worked when I had like two str- two viewers, <laughs> not so much, but it's fine because I've, I've, you know, embraced the fact that I'm not going to be the most productive person when I'm streaming and that's, that's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> to be fair, I know that for myself, um... I, I, when I started streaming, I used to focus a lot on like talking about the game, but now when I find out I'm streaming, I tend to feed off what the community talks to me about. And yes, I'll have certain things I can talk about during the stream, but those that my, my community are very good with verbalizing what they want to say and stuff they want to talk about. And we just like, boom, it's like chaos every day when we're trying to talk and me trying to do something is crazy when I'm in stream because if I'm playing a game... I'll probably kill the tank or whatever in like in a dungeon at least once a day. <laughs> once a day when I'm streaming because I'm so focused on the amount of chat that's happening. So I totally feel you there with the productivity. Um, yeah, my husband used to try to stream raids and he gave that up so fast. <laughs> that is one thing I don't stream actually. So yeah, I feel I feel your husband there. <laughs> so He's like, I did it once, never again. Never again. That's awesome. So. Tell me a little bit about your experience being a female in Twitch, for example, in the gaming industry as well. So I'm kind of interested in how 
it differs between between being an independent gaming developer and being a streamer on Twitch and how a female from your perspective fits into that. Yeah, so I think in terms of um, like audience and attitude, you kind of find the same thing with um, game development and with, also with streaming, especially with like traditional spaces like gaming or like the science and technology, because there's this kind of like idea that uh, it's not for women or whatever, like game development tech, uh, playing games, especially like hardcore, whatever that means, Mm. games aren't for women, so to speak. So you find a lot of the same um, exclusionary gatekeeping, Mm -hmm. um, especially from people who grew up uh, thinking that like, it's a super macho activity and like want to keep the status quo. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's funny because you see, um, we're talking about not for women and like, what does that even mean? Like in today's yeah. society, it's like crazy. So we are in 2019 and women all over the world are kicking ass, taking names, taking no prisoners. And in every industry is very, very clear, but including more so in the gaming industry, you can see that every single day. But this you know, I feel like this persona of, you know, women shouldn't be in hardcore gaming or competitive esports teams, stuff like that. Or like even mm. just going and playing like, I don't know, Overwatch or Call of Duty, stuff like yeah. that. You know, that's do you see a lot of that going on in the industry still? Yeah, unfortunately. Um like there there are so many people I know who don't play, you know, things like Overwatch with mic on. Because mm. like if they spoke into the mic they'd get so many disgusting comments mm-hmm. from the dudes they're playing with. Yep, that's um, so true. It's, so. it's one of those things that, even recently, there, like, there's some females who actually make their whole YouTube about that. They have so much disgusting comments when they play games like uh, Overwatch, Call of Duty, even Apex Legends, or anything with a voice, mm-hmm. like in-game, like Fortnite or anything like that. they're still receiving this sort of hey babe or hey can I get your snapchat or you know it's all this like weird things that you just don't say to anyone else that females definitely get even worse things I'm not gonna repeat because they're just like no dude oh yeah for sure and it's funny have you ever experienced anything like that whether it's in the gaming development side or on twitch or even just in gaming in general do you think that that's something you've Um, ever experienced personally no i think partially because i'm like very small and unassuming so my peers in game development didn't like they weren't intimidated by me to the point where they had to make rude comments about stuff like Mm -hmm. that like i'm i'm a small person i look like you know i kind of look like a kid so they're like oh You're cute. Okay, I'm not going to harass you. But, then, um, but also, also, I think I don't play a lot of games like that, so mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, um, just because it's not my kind of game, not because I don't want to be harassed, mm-hmm. just because I don't, I don't love shooters. Um, Same, actually. I'm kind I don't... Of not great at games in general. <laughs> to be fair, me neither. And I play them, <laughs> like, every day for a living now, so <laughs> it's kind of funny, like, that way. But it, it's interesting what you said there about, you know, maybe they perceive you as cute and harmless and stuff like that. And I think that, well, or, okay, so I think that that can potentially be part of the problem. Is mm-hmm. there, they, we could be seen as very unassuming 
Do you think that yeah. that is something that's still quite prevalent in 2019 society? There's kind of like two different camps where you're either like one of the guys or you're a threat, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I know a couple of... When I was in school for game de- development, I went to college for game design, um, there were like the the girls who you know, didn't wear makeup, wore, like, sweatshirts, were, like, the cool girl. And that's kind of where I fit, because, like, I was small and, like, cute. But mm-hmm. I also didn't wear makeup. I didn't, like, do girly things, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were the people who, you know, wore heavy makeup. And it's not wrong, obviously, to wear heavy makeup. It's just yeah. two different kinds mm-hmm. of people that I saw. But there were the, the girls that wore heavy makeup and, and dressed nicely. And, like, man, the comments directed at those women were just awful. Like, I remember um, I remember a classmate of mine, these guys were, like, talking behind her back while she was giving a presentation about, like, oh, what does she know? What does a girl that looks like that know about game development? It's wow. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> just because you put makeup on in the morning doesn't mean you're stupid. No, that's so true. That's so true. To be fair, like... I'm nearly 31, and I have only just started wearing makeup in my life. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I'm nearing 27, and I, I like, just started wearing makeup last year. <laughs> so it's funny. So it, it's, like, we would, like, I would definitely put myself in, when I growing up, even till recently, I was very much in that nerd camp. You probably mm-hmm. might know from that experience, too. Like, we were part of the guys, and easy to get along with, and they probably were like, oh yeah, we were totally fine that they played games, but if mm-hmm. we were to turn up one day with a full face full face of makeup, wearing a skirt, they'd be like, oh, hubba hubba, it's a chick, but they look at you totally differently and like the, all their perceptions about being cool and all that kind of goes out the window because they look at it like a totally different... It's, it's like you're suddenly you're a subject rather than being part yeah. of something. Um, I do definitely think that that's still something that society is working on. I do think it's better, and I hope that we could all agree that things are getting better, but um, yeah, for sure. Do you think that... So this leads on quite nicely to my next question. Do you feel that there is certain stereotypes that are attached to females being on Twitch or being girl gamers, like stuff like that? Do you feel that there's any kind of real stereotypes that are still out there? Yeah, I mean, for sure. There's definitely, like, the the booby streamer stereotype. Um, I feel like there's, it it kind of falls into that that dichotomy again of either, like, you're you're frumpy or you're trying to get attention, Mm -hmm. so so to speak. But, like, who who isn't trying to get attention on Twitch? That's literally the point. (laughs) This is, it's funny because I, I think I was saying this to you the other day, like, was it last night I was saying about the thing about people mentioning sellout and it, it sellouts can be portrayed in two different ways it's almost like you're either a sellout for doing the real definition of a sellout for us is you do something you wouldn't normally do for money or mm-hmm. for or for exposure or whatever but the other interpretation that's going through and around for sellout which fits in quite nicely with what we're talking about is people who were talking about um advertising their merch line for example or advertising the fact that they're looking for a new emo and stuff like that is that really selling out if you're advertising a service that you're already giving i would not see that as selling out and i think there's this negative definition of selling out being portrayed across twitch especially which is kind of a shame um do you see that quite often 
feel like I don't uh, frequent enough streams with, uh, I, I don't want to call them like bad audiences, but th that get that kind of like harassment directed at them mm -hmm. um, to see that personally. But I definitely see where you're coming from. We're like m trying to monetize anything. And I think Ashney even herself struggled with this uh, with the ebook recently where she didn't want to feel like she was like overselling herself. Mm hmm. Um, but, like, monetizing anything makes you, you know, a sellout or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, f I feel like when it comes to... Uh, so we'll use Ashna as an example. We all love Ashna, and she is, um, she's in fact the founder of the same team that myself and Barry are in, which is the Yamfam, um, and she's awesome. Um, a lot of people look up to her and respect Ashna so much. But when it came to the fact that she has spent so many months writing this ebook that is now coming out in the next week or so, um, it has been on pre-order for around a week or so, I think, and it's like having that doubt within yourself that you're selling out because you're advertising a product that you've worked hard for that will actually help people. It's a case of no girl, sell it. You you've got that you've got freaking hard work poured into this, blood, sweat, and tears. Sell yeah. it like as much as you can. That to me is not selling out. That's absolutely selling something that you believe in, that you've worked hard for, and that you think can help other folk. And that is yeah. a product and service that she's providing. Um and I think that that's definitely something we need to get better at is, you know, not thinking about this thing in our head about selling out. It's mostly to do with being proud and advertising what we have worked so super hard to do. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a huge thing. Especially if, going back to being a girl boss, like, I love the saying girl boss. I say it constantly and I use it on <laughs> all of my, like, bios and stuff. Um, it was because <laughs> I came across it recently and it was really fun. But if you're mm -hmm. going to be a girl boss, you got to believe in your story, you got to believe in your mission. So, like, yeah. if I was to put across my mission, it's like I got to make sure that everyone I come across smiles and is full of fierce fire. Like, let's freaking go, we're gonna kill the day. Um, <laughs> I don't know, do you have like a sort of like mission that you want to portray to the world as a, a boss? I like. I feel like I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want to do with my art. Mm -hmm. um, for the longest time with games, it was kind of portraying like the intersection between like a peaceful experience, but also uh, some of my own like past uh, struggles with health. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm an open heart surgery survivor. Okay, wow. Um, so I, that came across a lot in my games, mm -hmm. where uh, they focused a lot on like, you know, not being, not feeling like your body is right. Um, but with art, I like I've, I just don't know what I'm doing anymore. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I don't know. I paint pretty girls. It's, you, I, it, you really do. Painter actually. girls. I, I remember, was it last week, Barry, you posted that picture? It was like a really cute, very beautiful, almost like a Japanese-inspired female, and she was gorgeous. And it was just like, whoa, like, that was so pretty. And then I was, like, lurking in one of your streams, and you were doing this cute blue flower, and we were talking about this last night, you were like, well, that was just random. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so cool. You're very talented, clearly. Thank you. Um, <laughs> What I want to pick up, though, on is you were talking there about how, you know, you've got some medical issues. Do you find that... So there's lots of people out there, women especially, well, not especially, I suppose men as well, 
um, who have medical issues who use those as like barriers in the way do you find that you try to your best to like make sure you control that so that you can still nail through anything you're trying to get across yeah I think it's difficult because like when you're having a really bad health day like you don't want to get out of bed I think I spent a lot of yesterday um just like sitting doing nothing and reading Mm -hmm. because I was I was not having a fantastic health day yesterday I'm feeling a lot better today Good. But um, but it's hard when, like, your actual body is like, please no, and your brain is like, but I, I want to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know so many fantastic people who, who power through that, though, and, like, hats off to them because it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. Like, that's not even just being a girl boss or being female. That's a general kind of... That's totally genderless. I think yeah. that um, there's so many people out there who who can be fantastic, but somehow their bodies because kind of let them... Have to take them that pull back a little bit. Um, yeah. For me, um, I know that I have several autoimmune diseases and I no longer can have the mobility to be independent. So for me... I was in a really quite a huge depression about that and I lost my career. I was 10 plus years in risk management in the financial services and it really bummed me out. But because I know I'm more, I'm stronger than that and I'm more determined and I always have put my all into everything I do, I'm like, okay, how do I turn this into something that I can really control and work with so which is why actually I found Twitch actually to be honest was how I actually started on Twitch was because it gave me a social outlet but it also let me take control of something in my life um yeah and like I know a lot of people who who either have who either stream or have YouTube's YouTube channels because it lets them work around their schedule and around their mobility Mm mm-hmm it's a huge, and it's like, I don't know where it's like in the US, but I know from the UK standpoint, we don't have many options to work from home full time and have like a fully productive job and get paid a full salary to work yeah, from it's home. The same. So people like myself, um, yourself, you've had, you're an open heart surgery. Is it surgery you've had? Yeah. So that's so like, a... that's huge. Like, I actually don't, I, it was, I was like a week old, so I don't actually remember it, but oh, wow. like, it's, it's something that has pervaded for, for the rest of my life because it's, you know, it's, it is a big surgery. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that's something that's impact, that um, potentially impacts you even now. Um, yeah. So for, for sure. us, we have to basically, you know, I don't know, adapt to be our own bosses, which is huge, especially in a time and age where the girl versus guy balance is probably not where it needs where where it is and where it needs to be um Mm -hmm. so we have quite still quite a lot of work to get you know stuff like equal pay which is a huge thing in the pol in the politics realm right now is that Mm -hmm. women and men don't have equal pay for the same jobs um so people like myself and yourself and other people who are out there we have to take kind of matters into our own hands and become our own boss um and build businesses for ourselves so that we can adapt to that um because i know i don't i don't know when i'll ever be able to go back out and get a normal job <laughs> so mm-hmm. i'm making a business on my own um so that's kind of what i'm doing that's a real i really like um the fact that society is looking more into like equal pay for women because I think that yeah. it's definitely something that is still lagging very much behind. Um, yeah. 
I this is know. kind of a tangent, but I was thinking about um, the the people I know who either have uh, chronic illnesses or even mental illnesses, and like the kind of sense of entitlement that that comes from being an online content creator. Where like I know a couple of people who haven't posted anything since like December because their health has declined, mm-hmm. and like they just get tons of comments and like messages and stuff like where are you where did you go and it's like i'm resting oh wow (laughs) you know that's crazy it's it's one of those things that i had well i don't know about you do you do you get like do you feel the need to like explain to people that you've got this going on or you've had this previously going on in your life um it comes up from time to time i don't it doesn't, uh, I don't think it, it stops me from having a regular schedule in the way that I need to, like, explain it to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, just because it, it's come up so much in a lot of my work, it's something that um, that I talk about pretty mm-hmm. openly. Yeah. I, I know that myself, I've had to be fairly open um, with my own community about that. There, there was quite a large piece of last year where I was fairly inconsistent, would cancel streams constantly because I was sick. And actually now I have, I've changed my schedule so that it's more manageable. It allows me to go to doctor's appointments. And then like if I take a day because something's went wrong, then people understand and I don't necessarily feel that huge down. And like, I think when people have a break, they come down in numbers. I don't necessarily get that impact because my community is awesome. And they're <laughs> like totally built on this, this two-way relationship where... I am open and honest with them and expectations so they can accept it. And if they don't want to be here, they probably won't come back. But for the most part, people do. And mm. that's it's about managing those expectations. I feel like I say that a lot. I tell everybody, got to manage expectations. <laughs> and I think that's really important for anyone, not just being a girl boss, but for being a boss of any sort of um, kind of area of your life. You've got to manage expectations to make sure that people understand where you're coming from so that you don't over-deliver, under-deliver, whatever. If you're going to give something extra as a bonus kind of thing. Um, yeah. I think you also have to manage your own expectations too. Oh, absolutely. Because um, otherwise you're going to, I feel like, set yourself up for for uh, disappointment or anxiety that you're not living up to those expectations. Mm-hmm. You're basically setting yourself up for failure and yeah. nobody wants that. Um, and I think as well, if you, I mean, just in a general sense, I think it is important for if you're going to be building your own sort of business, you got to set yourself goals, but set yourself manageable goals that you know that you're always going to nail the second that like, you get there. It's like, so I am very goal driven. I'm, I have little goals all the time. Um, I don't know if you do anything sort of like goals or forward planning, but I do. I'm like obsessed about it. <laughs> I, love, I love goals and stuff like that. So like I'll make little goals all the time, but these goals are never over the top. Because I'm the type of person that I would rather have the goal overachieved rather than underachieved because I would feel really bad on myself if I did that. But I know mm-hmm. a lot of other females and other women will be like, no, I have to have my goals super high in the sky because I know if I don't, I'll never get there. And I'm like... We're all different. <laughs> yeah. And probably more on the, like, manageable goals side of that, mm-hmm. because it, it's it's back and forth, because, like, I have some really cool ideas that I would like to do, but they're not things that, like, they're not goals that I have that would disappoint me if I didn't meet them. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it'd be really cool if I could make an enamel pin someday or something like that, but, like, it's it's always like it would be really cool if 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, having... I don't know, I think that's definitely manageable. I think you could definitely do that. Um, yeah, it's just the cost, mostly. <laughs> True, these things are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, in, in terms of, you know, issues that females do face, it, probably more so on Twitch, but even if you want to go even as broad as the gaming industry... We've already touched upon the fact that there could be that, oh, you're cute, you're harmless kind of thing, like complete underestimating people, I can word. Do you see any other uh, issues that could be quite prevalent in there? Or do you think that the whole underestimating thing slash abusive behaviour is the biggest issues that we as females face in this industry? Um, I think think being underestimated is kind of a little bit separated from being from having like abusive behavior directed mm-hmm. at you. Uh I think I think the abusive behavior is like when people feel like you're a threat yeah. or something. Okay. And they like they want to they want to knock you down. Um but there is definitely a lot of the other side of that is is a lot of dismissiveness. Um so there are a lot of things that that I don't experience anymore because I I stopped streaming game development. Um, but back when I did stream game development, uh, I got a lot of people assuming that I don't know what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. people people would be either surprised that I was making a game and, like, coding it myself. Like, oh, wow, a girl game developer? Wow. Um, or people asking, um, so when I, when I made games, I used kind of a drag-and-drop engine called Construct 2. It's not, like, real code, like, you would sit down and type it. Mm-hmm. Um there are like little modules that you can place. Um, so I would get a lot of people questioning why I don't use like real code and saying like, why can't you code? And it's like, I, I can, I just don't like it. Wow. Um, and it's funny because my husband, he does game development as a hobby, but when he streams that, he uses the same engine that I did, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't get that same kind of condescending question. Wow. Like he'll 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 get questions of like, "Oh, why do you use this engine?" But he won't he won't get like, "Why don't you use real code?" Wow, that's insane. Like And I'm just it's funny cuz whenever that happened, I'm just like, "Yep, this is a fake game." That's crazy. <laughs> this is fake. <laughs> just because you're a girl? Like that's insane. Like, yeah. oh man, that that's nuts. Like I just don't think that I really feel like people should be a little bit more open-minded and stop this whole thing with male versus female. Like, mm-hmm. I hope that one day, and I would hope that most people feel the same, is that we're talking about being a girl boss and managing things as a female. However, we want the day to come when it's not about being a girl boss, it's just about being a fucking boss. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just about yeah. being a boss and doing a damn good job. And we don't <laughs> want to have gender be part of the conversation. Um, and it's funny, it's like today is International Women's Day and I guarantee you I'll go to Facebook or I'll go to Twitter and people will go, well, where's International Men's Day? And I'm like, actually, yeah. that does exist. That's later <laughs> in the year. Get it right. All you have to do is freaking Google it. <laughs> <laughs> All you got to do is Google it. And there will be these people that are very narrow-minded and I don't think we're ever going to eliminate that completely. But I have hope for society that we're going to at least be able to temper it in some way that it's a bit more balanced. I hope so, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because we were talking there about, you know, one of the one of the stereotypes may might be booby streamers, for example. Um the thing is, 
there's a market for that. There's yeah. that is that is a niche, and it's one of those things that I don't disrespect their hustle. I respect it wholeheartedly. If you want to get your cleavage out, if you want to get a little bit of a sexual look going, hell, you go for it. You love it, girl. That's your asset. You sell those assets and you work it. But the people that come out and bitch and moan about it, you're just like, well, are we putting a gun to your head? Are you paying for it? And if you are paying for it, nobody's forcing you. (laughs) Do you have to be here? Exactly. Exactly. Like there's a little there's a little X button at the corner of every screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know about you if you've ever had experience with this, but I've had a conversation with people where they say, sex isn't made for Twitch. And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? Like, she's not having sex on stream. She's just being sexy. <laughs> there's yeah. a difference, friends. And it's that whole narrow-mindedness thing that kind of bothers me. And I would hope that we can get some sort of elimination of in the future. Um, I don't know if you've ever had that before, but I definitely have. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard the sentiment of, like, sex doesn't belong on Twitch or whatever, but, mm-hmm. like, who... Who is the judge of that? Like, it's not against terms of service, so according to Twitch, it's fine. Yep. And if, if it is against terms of service, that's that's not a booby streamer anymore. That's just somebody that's against terms of service. Yeah. So that's basically someone who's going around shirtless on stream or taking pictures mm-hmm. of their ass on stream. Like, yeah, that, that is wrong. <laughs> that's yeah. against terms of service and should be on Pornhub, not Twitch. <laughs> However, <laughs> it is a very real stereotype that us females are dealing with. And to go back to a point you said earlier about the two camps of females, you've got the kind of made-up girly, kind of, you know, their faces all made up with pretty makeup and they've maybe got a little bit of cleavage or whatever, right? Versus the kind of mm-hmm. frumpier, no makeup, chilled out, baggy clothes or whatever. Like, I fall into probably both of those categories at different times of my life. I don't, like, mm. today I'm Yeah, because, a... like, it's, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, uh, it's a not one ex- or the other yeah. thing. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can be both at the same time, even, like, you know? Exactly. Well, if I was to take myself today as an example, I'm still, I'm still got the cold, I'm still sick, but I wanted to, you know, feel better about myself and we're doing this awesome podcast and I was excited to talk to you about it and it's International Mm -hmm. Freaking Women's Day, so let's get some makeup on, let's get a nice top on, screw it, I'm going to feel good about it, it's Friday. (laughs) yeah but like i you know i curled my hair i put a little makeup on not not that you can see it because i wear glasses but whatever it's fine (laughs) (laughs) but like yesterday i put on whatever t-shirt i had on whatever no makeup on didn't even moisturize my face i don't care i was just like i'm still dying guys but i wanted to chat (laughs) and (laughs) there is no exclusive you don't it's not exclusive ah, how do i put this there's not an exclusive it's exclusive What's the word? Exclusive. What? Exclusivity? There we go. Exclusivity. I, why do I really struggle with that? Holy balls. It's fine. <laughs> it's not an exclusive thing, essentially. We're not isolated with just being a little bit booby or a little bit, you know, sexy or whatever, showing off our woman's side versus mm-hmm. being frumpy, wanting to be in our jammies all day. Like, there, yeah. females do literally have both of those sides, and I think that people need to get over that and accept that we are both of those, no yeah. matter how different like, we show them. I've I've seen people who stream in, like, sweatshirts or whatever mm. would get, still get called booby streamers because they're, like, you know, a little bit cute and a little bit flirty and, mm-hmm. like, winking and stuff like that. 
And, like, it's their personality. Yeah. They're not showing anything. They're, like, in, you know, they're in a sweatshirt. They're in a less cute outfit than, than this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's because they're, like, their their personality is cute, and that's coming across. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they get called things, like, booby streamer or, you know, whatever. Yeah, totally. I mean, I am 100%, like, pretty much always covered, I would say. Um, but mm-hmm. I still get people coming in and they're like, hey, I'm going to play you, or hey, let's do this, or oh. let's do that. Like, yeah, I've had disgusting stuff come into my channel. Yeah. Um, and, pe- like, you get you get the usual common one where people follow with the stupid, like, names and whatnot. You're just like, mm-hmm. you're a child. Get over yourself. Well, at this point, I've seen it all now. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> just, get, just go back into your little, like, two-year-old rock, whatever. <laughs> But it's funny. Yeah, wildly grateful that creative streamers get completely overlooked. <laughs> oh, like, I, I, would you think that, from a creative standpoint, what would you like to see to try and get more exposure? Because I think Twitch is doing some good stuff with the new directories, but... Yeah, I think it would be interesting if they, like, if they had, like, a feature day or something, or something that, yes. like, that, something that Twitch, like, lifted up the creative category as a whole and said, like, hey, we really like this. Or, like, you know, different categories even. Now that they have separate categories for so many different things. Mm-hmm. Where they, like, featured that category for, like, a day or a week or something. I think that'd be um, awesome. Because I feel like there's there's really still this idea that Twitch is for gaming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the thing is, Twitch is a, Twitch is a business model. is starting to adapt. You know, they've got the always-on kind of category now where they're trying to do, like, TV shows and stuff, which is mm-hmm. cool. Um, we've also got, obviously, IRL. So there's a lot of IRL streamers um, with, like, just like just chatting or stuff like this, whereas, like, talk shows and podcasts and stuff, which is awesome. But if I was being honest, when I anytime I'd be on the front page especially in the last month. I don't mean me personally. I mean when I go to look at it. Not me on front page. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, It'd be a bit scary if a Scottish girl was on the front page, let's be honest. (laughs) But um, when it comes to going, like, looking who's on the front page, it is very much gaming. I've seen that a lot. It's either, like, gaming or charity. Yes. The only exception... awesome charities on the front page. We love charities. Charities should be on the front page. One thing I have seen really grow on Twitch which I think is amazing and it works really well to like being empowered International Women's Day all that kind of stuff is people of um like drag drag people so people Mm. who go from male to female artists for example um Mm. a wonderful person who I've seen do front page actually and they wear phenomenal they're actually a fairly new partner called deer d-e-e-r-e um he is or she is wonderful they are a drag queen and the transitions they do on twitch is absolutely great and that got a lot of exposure and i think deer really loved it i would love to see more of that but also that to me kind of falls between is that art i would say that's definitely art that's mostly like irl too so there's like this whole category thing but i've never i don't see a lot of like water painting for example or Mm. crochet or you know stuff like that anyone who i think that maybe singing will maybe come up to front page soon with uh, twitch sings being a thing yeah but the terms of like artist things like what you do for example i think could use some more exposure for sure yeah, like Twitch is like, yeah, you're there. You're there. You no. you exist. <laughs> you definitely more than just exist, that's for sure. There are some incredible <laughs> talents out there um, that need to get a little bit more love and praise, definitely. 
Um, so in terms of we're talking a lot about females especially um, in Twitch but I think and we, we did say that there's a lot of like negativity that can come from particularly males to females in this industry but there is a very much a element of women on women dragging people down kind of stuff and we yeah. tend, there is like that cattiness that can go on um, and I would hope to think that most of us don't do that but it's essentially in us all I suppose that we could definitely get a bit wow when it comes to another female but how do you think we can lift each other up in terms of like women lifting other women up and what does that mean to you? So I think there's definitely an, an amount of like internalized ideas about like uh, women who who assert themselves being like bossy or aggressive. I think um Honestly, I think it's a lot of relearning that I I know the word misogyny is like a super heavy word, but it's it's a lot of that it's a lot of relearning that internalized misogyny mm-hmm. and internalized ideas of of uh women taking ownership of themselves. Um because it, that's that's kind of where where all of that that cattiness stems from is that like it's it's that internalized, I guess, fear of of another woman who takes ownership of herself or her yeah. body or her content or whatever. Um, it, that's that's really interesting, and I hundred percent agree. And the reason why is because I know that when I started streaming, and I don't know if you felt like this either, is that I was very intimidated intimidated by other women, especially ones who were doing fiercely well. And like I was like, whoa, I don't know how I feel about this, but. <laughs> As I got more confident in myself and I took ownership of my own content and how my attitude was, I actually started to really embrace other females on the platform and it became a point of, well, we can work really well together or you're going to be a really good friend or I just respect you for what you do and your hustle and your content or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I do definitely think that there is this kind of thing where you do need to be looking at yourself first because it's one of those things I, I was reading I was reading actually the book called Hashtag Girlboss and one of the things that she talks about and it was also in another book that I love it's called She Means Business and essentially what the authors were saying is that play no mind like absolutely pay no mind to what's going on with someone else concentrate on yourself because when you concentrate on yourself like you will be successful and it's one of those things like if I started to get really insecure because of someone else, which I have done and I've been very insecure, I will admit to friends in the past where I've looked at other females who are my friends, I'm like, damn, they're doing so much better than me and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. That comparison thing I think is very real in general. Not That is completely genderless. But I think with males, they kind of take it more on the chin than what females do, for sure. Like, we can get really bitchy from a, from a girl standpoint of view. Like, I think all girls will admit this. Girls can be very bitchy. So it's a case of, you know, let's take it down a notch. Look at what we're doing. Are we doing the right thing? Am I doing the right content? Am I doing consistent? Um, am I seeing the right thing? Like, am I being myself here? Do I feel confident in myself? Which is something that I like to try and get across as much as possible, is to own yourself, love yourself, be all about you. Um... So, yeah, like, I definitely feel like it's about ownership for sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely about, you know, looking looking into feeling, like, or looking into why you feel the way you feel about, like, if you're 
if you're comparing yourself to a woman or you're yeah. you're trying to drag a woman down like why do you feel that way and kind of doing what you can to change your circumstances so you no longer feel that way exactly 100 percent. it's all about i'm like a broken record my community will be like what the hell she's saying it again it's all about <laughs> feeling your feelings understanding them and then learning to move from like forward from them that's essentially mm-hmm. what it is and females in general need to kind of learn this a little bit more because i think that we can definitely get in our own heads especially and it gets like we get super territorial as well so it can be really bad <laughs> so yeah i feel you there i definitely feel you there um, okay, so we are literally celebrating International Women's Day today. So if you have to send uh, any sort of message to the females in the industry or females out there in general, what would you like to say to them? Um, I would honestly say two things. One, don't be afraid to let go of things that aren't making you happy anymore because that held me back for so long and like just the weight that was lifted off of my shoulders when I let go of the things that were not making me happy anymore was phenomenal. And I think the other thing, too, is um, there's this idea that, you know, women shouldn't, uh, you know, it's like, don't look at the comments or, you know, those those kinds of things, or don't be too opinionated. And, like, you have every right to be a, vocally and publicly opinionated yes. about your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We've got, like, you're right, 100% right. I would love to be able to to get that point across to everyone as well. Like, mm-hmm. you definitely got to believe in yourself. Believe yeah. in what you got like, to do. And, like, you will, you know, maybe lose some followers, maybe, maybe lose some audience, but the people that you will gain will be there stronger for you because mm-hmm. of it. Absolutely. Because they, they align with those beliefs. Yeah. I think that's good good advice for anyone, for sure, is have belief in your own values and your own belief because then people will come to you and they will also believe in like the right people come to you and they will believe in what you believe in too um you cannot literally satisfy everyone it is impossible so don't try to don't try to believe in yourself literally you are the the boss of this you are the big picture here you got to believe in your yourself what you believe in your own values and people will flock to you who also believe in the same and that's the power of values basically that's the power of believing in yourself that's confidence that's mm-hmm. confidence and i do think that there's there's a thing to do with confidence that a lot of people could learn um like the whole fake it till you make it thing is very real um yeah so just portray that you have that confidence and you will bring those people to you who are right um it's the same with like when you're trying to moderate a twitch chat for example mm-hmm. you don't want somebody coming in and being completely different and disrupting your type of community so if you've got a very chilled community and someone starts coming in and like blah 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 blah, blah and starts like totally disrupting it and causing mayhem me personally i'm like you don't fit in here get lost <laughs> You know, I am very much like that. I don't take any, like, nonsense from anyone. Like, you just don't belong here. Go and find another streamer. And I think as well, when it comes to stuff like that, women especially can be quite, like, what I was saying earlier about being territorial is that we like to have our things and, like, protect it. Mm -hmm. There's literally enough people out there for everyone. Do not panic. You're (laughs) going to build your own empire. Own it. Just own it. (laughs) I think the other thing I see sometimes is is when a, a woman is vocal about her beliefs, especially if they're, like, 
um, I don't want to say political, because, you know, saying things like women shouldn't be harassed isn't political, but people interpret it that way and yeah. say, like, you know, you're you're a game developer or you're an artist, keep politics out of what you're doing or whatever. Like, you're you're not a politician, you're an artist. And it's like, okay, for one, literally everything is inherently political because policies inform our lifestyle. Mm. And and two, people are allowed to have opinions. <laughs> yes, especially women. <laughs> yeah. which, which is crazy that some people still think that that's something we shouldn't have. I yeah. mean, there was a lot of work done back in the many years ago to give us those rights to be vocal, so we definitely got to utilise that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, um, to wrap things up before we go into Q&A, let us um, talk a little bit about what females inspire you. So which ones in your life or someone you look up to inspire you to keep going on and do what you do? There are literally too many to list. <laughs> um, Ashney, of course, uh, because she's amazing and and pushed me where I am today. Um, on the artistic side, artists uh, like Audra Eclair, um, Catnip Illustrations, it's spelled with a K. Uh, catnip is spelled with a K. Mm-hmm. Um, Torian00 and a bunch of others. Uh, Tasty Peach Studios. I think Ashney has mentioned her a couple of times. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. But artists like them, um, who who share their their process and uh, their I guess their journey making art. Um, so I mentioned Tasty Peach. She's a streamer who's kind of uh, she's built a really successful merchandise company. Oh, wow. Um, she sells, like, really cute little, like, plushies and uh, other things like that. Nice. And she shares her experience here on Twitch, and um, it, she's she's amazing to watch, because, like, especially learning about things like that myself, like, mm-hmm. it's a very educational resource. Um, nice. I have to mention my favorite uh, singer-songwriter, Dessa, who's, I swear to God, I, I need her songs as, like, a national anthem. <laughs> uh, look up Dessa Fire Drills if you get a chance. Mm-hmm. It's... I, I literally yelled the first time I heard it. <laughs> you just were like, I'm so inspired by this, I love it. I was like, holy crap. Everything <laughs> in this song needs to be, like, broadcast to the world. <laughs> That's awesome. Fire Drills in particular is about, um, I think it's specifically about women and traveling and, like, the, the danger that they face. Oh, okay. And, like, the last verse in particular and just the intensity of it is, it, it like, stopped my heart for a minute. Aw, that's <laughs> awesome. I freaking love songs that do that. Like, just having so much, um, like, impact for music is incredible. Like, ah, mm-hmm. it just gets me so much, Jesus. I just... <laughs> Music is so so freaking powerful. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got quite a few uh, female inspirations, which is pretty nice. Ashley is <laughs> no, I know. Ashley is definitely one of them for me for sure. Like she's she's a badass bitch, and we love her. And everything that she represents has been awesome. And you don't have to like necessarily agree with her, but um, she definitely represents something really fierce, which we have a huge respect for. Definitely. Um, okay. 
Is there any like books and stuff that you've read that kind of gets inspiration from as well? So I know that for me, I've kind of mentioned two already. One of them is hashtag girlboss and the other one is she means business, which is two, uh, two books made by two very strong female entrepreneurs. But I don't know if there's like any podcasts or books that you draw inspiration from. Um, I don't actually read as much as I would like to. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to get better at, about that mm-hmm. and, and read more often. Um, it's not a, it's not a book or a podcast, um, but there is a YouTube channel. Uh, I think the YouTube is just Alexis, aka Miss Trenchcoat. Okay. Um, but she is a woman, an entrepreneur who does a lot of um productivity planning um i think she she has a a planner that she sells like a printable planner that she sells and her youtube is full of uh so many productivity resources that i've adapted a couple of them oh Um, i think i've heard of her actually yeah she's made a whole business about that That that's really Mm -hmm. awesome i love like the See, the things that you can make a business around is insane. And people yeah. have, like, such creativity that I sometimes feel like I, re- I, do- I really don't have that sort of creative mind. <laughs> it's insane. Um, okay, so we're going to be starting to wrap up, guys, but we're now going to open up for questions. So if you have any questions for either myself or the lovely Madam Berry, let me know, and we'll uh, open that up to everyone. But that was some awesome information that you gave us, Berry. Thank you so much oh, for that. We'll give you guys a couple of minutes and see if they've got any questions. Let's see some of those comments as well. Living a lifetime of privilege can make equality seem like oppression. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. For sure. Don't look at the comments. Oh, hey, my life, Rach. Do you know what? As someone who... I know you're on YouTube. I know you are. And reading the comments can be hard, I can imagine. Yeah. It's like, if anybody who does YouTube, for example, like, us Twitchers can't really avoid it. Like, we do read the comments because that's our chat. But when it yeah. comes to YouTube, it must be another whole world. Definitely something I'm going to be exploring in the future. Have you ever dived into YouTube, Barry? Um, I upload a couple, I like, once-ish a month uh, art speed paints, but it's like a super small channel. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't even have enough subscribers to do, the, like, the custom URL thing yet. Aww. So I get, like, one comment, and it's, like, very nice. And I'm like, thanks. Yay! <laughs> it's funny, because I actually thought you needed a 1,000 subs for a custom URL. Turns out you only need a 100. Yeah. Good to know. Which is nice. Definitely. Thanks, Definitely. YouTube, for giving me something. <laughs> so someone was saying in the comments about how they didn't like the term ghetto gamer. How do you feel about that? Um, so I kind of have mixed feelings about the term girl in general, because I I find it, like, you don't call men boys, you know? I find Mm -hmm. it a little bit, like, infantilizing. That's not how you pronounce that word. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's it's definitely a younger term than, Mm -hmm. like, woman. But it makes sense because it's alliteration, like, girl gamer. Yeah. It, it makes sense, um, and it flows off the tongue a little bit better than, like, woman gamer or woman boss. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Um, mm-hmm. But on the I guess on the other hand, too, um, it's a little bit uh, divisive, like, a little bit separating. Like, there, I'm not a girl gamer, I'm just a gamer. I wouldn't even say I'm a gamer personally, because <laughs> I, I suck at games and I don't play them very often. But... Yeah. Um, 
I can see why people wouldn't like it for that reason. Yeah. I actually, I don't know why, I don't feel any sort of overly negative feelings about the term girl gamer. I actually use the term girl gamer when I do like hashtags and stuff for like Instagram and the term mm-hmm. girl boss as well. Because I do really think that you're right. There, it's easier to say it kind of slips off the tongue better than mm-hmm. women gamer or women boss. Because let's face it, like the easier things are to say, the more marketable they are, the more they resonate with people. You start throwing out terms that are kind of complicated to say. It doesn't really hit the mark, does it? <laughs> so yeah. I do feel that, yeah, definitely, I hear what you're saying. It does kind of, it's almost like an inferior way to call someone a woman. But mm. at the same time, like, I, my, my personal take is that I don't make, I don't really care. Yeah, I, it's, I am, it, it rolls off the tongue better. Yeah, I, I am That's a female, I like. so I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I know a couple of um, friends who are trans or non-binary who mm-hmm. who take a little bit of issue with the word female in general. Like, if I'm going to say, like, a female character, mm-hmm. it's it's using, like, the scientific term, which kind of can kind of mess with, like, are you a real woman if you don't have the biology? Mm. Um, which is a dumb question, in my opinion. <laughs> but... Uh, I, I can see where they're coming from, but it's it's weird because you don't say, like, woman character. Like, that's not grammatically correct. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. Um, I don't know. So, we got a question from Melon Lord, which is for either myself or, your, uh, or you, Barry, so maybe we can both answer. Um, if you could give some advice for new female streamers, what would that be? Um, so if you're a new streamer, you're not probably not going to be, unless you are coming from like a a place where you already have an audience, like Instagram or whatever, um, you're probably not going to be like at the top of the searchable charts. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a good, it's a good time to, you know, experiment and figure out what you like. Yeah. Uh, and I would also say like have a friend who can mod for you just in case, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good advice for anyone starting out, for sure. Um, what advice would I give for new female streamers? Probably, like, don't be put off by people who come in and, like, try and troll you. Because there might be that. And I, I know that one of my first experiences of being a female on Twitch being trolled was someone who was changing or creating accounts with the username of about swallowing a certain substance we shall say Mm. and I was like wow I said that out loud and I felt really embarrassed don't be embarrassed if something like that happens just own it and just be like well whatever make a comment like I don't know make it a joke or something like just be confident in yourself I think confidence is 100% key you don't want to like fall into yourself and be like oh no I can't believe I said that blah 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 I mean just trolls are trolls you're going to yeah. be fine. Don't let them, like, impact you too much. Yeah. Uh, okay, you've got another it's, question. It's hard, because it will. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to not let that show. Because, oh, absolutely. Like, if, especially if they get under your skin in a really personal way. Like, that will show. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, if if the intent is malicious, that's what the block button is for. Yeah, exactly. Block report. See you later. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a question from Mike Man. A uh, question for either of you. Do you think that the hiding behind a screen increases the assholeness of people saying creepy stuff to women streaming? Yes and no. Because, <laughs> like, people say gross things to women in real life. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if they would necessarily you know, if somebody is typing that out, I don't know if they would necessarily feel bad about saying that to a woman to her face. Like I guess it depends on the individual. Mhm. Um I think that I think that the uh, being anonymous behind the internet, the thing that is so huge, definitely lends itself for people to bring out the side of themselves that maybe they don't want other people to see. So if you Mm. have like this weird thing with women that you're going to be gross to them all the time and you're going to see these sexual things or you're basically just going to be a dick, (laughs) let's be honest, then you're going to do that um, and you could be the nicest person to someone face to face. Like if you meet someone face to face, it's great. You get on with them really well. And then it comes to, like, being on the internet, they could be like, I think you're this, or I think you're that, or blah, blah, blah. So I think having that anonymity around things can really give people the assholeness you're talking about, Mike, in terms of hiding behind the computer, almost. I definitely... That's real in anywhere. I think that's in general sense, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I kind of said, like, yes and no, because, like, I I think hiding behind the keyboard does give you a bit of courage to be able to, like... Oh, they don't know the real me. They don't, you know, they don't know. Mm. They don't know the things about myself that disarm me. Sure. So I can sit here and be aggressive and rude and disgusting. And, like, they can't, they don't know who I am. They can't pick that apart about me. Yeah, for sure. Whereas, like, in real life, like, they can see you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I totally get that. Yeah. And, like, they can read your face. They can read your expression. (laughs) When you yeah. call them out on being disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> had to do that before. I'm thinking about that, actually. I did that last week. I think Oof. somebody was like... Um, it was, somebody was being gross, and I was just like, blocked them straight away. And I was just like, clearly, you are, like, 12. Um, go back to your mom. <laughs> you know, do whatever. I usually make a really lewd joke about it, but <laughs> maybe we'll do that here. <laughs> okay, I can be quite sassy when it gets on my soapbox. <laughs> Okay, I think I think that's us for just now. Thank you so much, everyone, for those questions. If you have any further questions, uh, feel free to DM me and we can follow them between myself and Madam Berry. That's totally fine. Um, thank you so much, everyone, who participated and contributed to the discussion on Tater Talk. It was awesome. Thank you so much, Berry. I love that you were here and we got to have a good chat about this. It was awesome. About being girl boss and females in the industry as a whole. I think it was awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you, you so much for having me. You're totally welcome. You definitely gave us some interesting things to think about. Uh, and thank you for helping us all grow and learn together. Okay, <laughs> we're going to be wrapping up the podcast side of things here, guys. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Tater Talk.